welcome to Outside Voice Inside. This week's episode is titled, Growing a Business in the Pandemic. Today we discuss how businesses were able to flourish during the height of the pandemic by fulfilling a void. So grab a seat, take a listen, and we hope you enjoy Outside Voice Inside. We're back outside, outside voice inside episode 41. We're going to be talking about growing businesses in the pandemic. Excuse me. Without further ado, let's get into these introductions. We have a guest today. Cola be talking. Soil cousins. Yes. (laughs) More, more and say hello to all my soil because that's what I call everybody that that fuck with me hi <laughs> hello to the soil cousin for those who don't know she's um the founder and plantpreneur of black in the garden she's also that's a mother it. of two smart little kitties mm-hmm. you know she likes to dabble in the comedy more so sarcasm uh, well, that's know, the best kind of comedy that's the best specificity kind. will serve you well <laughs> yes and also a fellow podcaster if you haven't checked out black in the garden podcast it's dope it's good Thank stuff you. on there about plants she helps me not kill my plants i oh, attempt I to, talk to you, girl, drown I them. Kill them i kill them all the time I need mm. to have a time. yeah, yeah she's what it sounds like to me <laughs> she's a she's a Jane of all trades. She's also the founder of the Compost Society. You know, you guys can look her up on her website too, Black yes. in the Garden. She's also on Instagram. Uh, welcome, Cola. Be talking. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Um, I just really appreciate having the opportunity to finally chop it up with y'all because y'all are amazing um unmatched unapologetically dope some would say um and you know I have been a fan since before the podcast okay bragging fully bragging right now because <laughs> I've known Sunita for however long I'll be aging so myself now. we date back to my space mm-hmm. for those who don't know it was a superior social media site Okay. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> yes. We, we were young black people with so much time on our hands. We were learning HTML coding. Yes. So we could have these fantastic wow. profile pages. Okay? Yep. okay. It was the era of your top eight. Wow. Niggas was mad when they wasn't in it. Yes. Wow. And Tim, huh? you were in on the riffraff, weren't you? I was on MySpace, but I wasn't not really. really she I was an really, okay player. Yeah, she was an wow. okay player while we were on MySpace. Yeah, I was. I was doing most of my stuff on OK Player and dabbling in a little bit of MySpace, but I spent most of my time on OK Player. I see. Yeah, because I figure if you would have been on MySpace, then we we would have had a head start on the yep. relationship that we are currently building. But yeah. Tam, just as dope. I feel like 
And I have to say this because I, I, I'm going to be bigging y'all up the whole episode to the best of my ability because we deserve this. You know, when Black women, yes. it should be like a love fest. Like, oh my God, your hair is so cute. Da, 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 da. But <laughs> I will say all of that to say that Sunita is the kind of person who I have, I don't ever remember like questioning your judgment <laughs> or your discernment or anything like that. And that's not to say that you ain't never done no wild shit, but I'm, true. I know that if you fuck it with somebody, then they've got to be of a particular caliber. And so yes. I figure, well, who wants to need a friends? I'm going to be their friends and then I'll just have friends. <laughs> That sounds like a pleasure. Yeah. I'm like, well, Tam, I mean, and then I listen to outside voices inside podcast because, you know, you got to take a moment to say that right. And I'm like, yo, what a time. What a time. I would have loved to have been third wheel, but my wish just came true on today. So thank you. Welcome. Let me go back to my NPR voice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you did part of the intro for me. So I appreciate that. (laughs) I am your host, Sandalano. It has been, excuse me, a week last week. I was out of town for work this week. I am dealing with all of the riffraff that comes with not doing your normal work because you're trying to fraternize with employees and oh lord needless to say i am up to my eyeballs in work yesterday i worked 14 hours no ma'am what no ma'am that's plantation hours listen that's a a no ma'am i'm off off work on the 26th and 27th because i'm moving there's been a, a huge turn of events in the last few weeks at my company I'm trying not to cry like a little bitch about it but I'm here my boss who is amazing she's leaving and it makes me sad yeah so the last time I will interact with her as a fellow colleague employee is on the 25th because she started her new gig on the first she's out of there and that's that's kind of typically like when people of that that level of leadership resign they wait until you know they can get the the replacement up to date Mm -hmm. she was like bye y'all i'm out in two weeks (laughs) hey not mad no replacement no so her replacement is actually someone that I work very closely with. We have a great working relationship. And oddly so, she reminds me a lot of one of my close friends. So I'm taking this time to see how a very close working relationship with her would be because I feel like that's how it would be with my close friend. And Tamara knows who this is. Mary and Ken have the exact same personality. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Now, mm. Pan is one of my longest standing friends. Like, we've been friends since we were like, she was 17 and I think I was 19 or 20. So that's decades. Tenure. Yes. But Can was on our show and she was the, uh, see, the president of Dreamville. So, you know, 
everybody can't work together. I've never no, worked can. side by side with Ken. And like we've done like little things on the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this will be interesting because my new boss is very much so go, 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 go. She doesn't slow down for anything. And I'd be like, can, can we take, can we slow down, please? You're doing too much. Five minutes. Just give me five minutes. And she told me today, we will over communicate so that we understand each other. And I, I don't like to do that. Oh, I was about to say, you hate that. Yeah. I know wow. that about you. You hate that. Is that another word for micromanage? Potentially? Yeah, and I already told her I don't I don't do well in them type of settings. But yeah, she told me, just tell me to back off. And I was like, and I will. <laughs> okay, you got permission. So that, that's been my week. Right. Mm. So, yeah. Passing well, on to you, Coach. Well, I mean, hi, I'm Tam, and uh, Tam joined the other half. Um, My week has actually been very... Um, Blah, like it's uh, nothing, mm. you know, nothing happening. Uh, yeah. to I mean, it's the second week of the quarter at my school, and this is when you know all the drama begins because uh, people and their refund checks, Lord, and uh, people you know didn't do what they were supposed to do. And, you know, I'm just trying to fix, I'm playing fix it this week. Um, Still trying to determine uh, how to find a sponsor, a Splendor Daddy. Um, (laughs) Because I ain't got no sugar to give, but Mm -hmm. I am accepting of all gifts that may be given to me, Mm -hmm. monetary or of the like. Um, Amen. But this, yeah, this is transactional. Yeah. You have to yeah, be prepared I, to give something, ma'am. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna give something. There ain't gonna be that, but I'm gonna give something. My time is precious. I mean, I have a fabulous personality. I'm wonderful to be around. Like Mr. Mel- Mr. Melvin, go give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, hold out your tongue, and I'm gonna take a, a pack of sweet, white cane sugar. And drop it right on them. You said you wanted something. I got you. That's yep. about all you're going to get. Mm. Um, as Also, as I'm looking for a splendid daddy, the hunt is on for Wizard Kelly. Um, uh, <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Don't encourage her, Cola. <laughs> I'm not. That was a bonding moment for us. I literally <laughs> just met Tam in person for the first time the other day and we was watching the proud family yeah and she mentioned it and i didn't realize that how deep it was until she repeated it now it's a the thing about uh, so it's a running joke that i always say um i have been talking about people soft launching their new booze or uh doing a a soft opening of their relationship because they let people glance and be like look i have a boyfriend or look i have a girlfriend like mm. so it's a soft launch it's just a, you get like one picture out for six months and that's yes. pretty much it okay um, but i had decided that i was that was never going to be the case i told people and i said this on my social media all the time if it is a man and you can see his face i don't really like him 
Like he is a friend. He's a friend to me. Oh, any man that I really, really like, he will be Wizard Kelly. You will see him from the neck down. You might get a hand or a foot, but you will never see his face. And not because I don't want, I don't think that my Wizard Kelly is attractive. It's just, it ain't really none of your business. It's not your like it's, it's none of your wow. business. Wow, I didn't realize that was the logic, and I love that logic. So. Yeah, so like Taylor is behaving like a fuck nigga. <laughs> I'm supporting it. I mean, enabler. It's still a little bit of it in me. But no, huh. no, no, I have, but I have. I mean, I always, I will. I'll tell this story, and then we can move on to music <laughs> and the ghetto. But I always tell the story about. Now, Sunita remembers this because she laughed super hard. I was dating someone and this person, it was around Valentine's Day. And this person, we had really just started dating, but this person gave me a small gift, but it meant a lot to me Hmm. as a small gift. And I was, I took a picture of the gift and I was like, you know, the caption on the photo was like the picture of the gift. I was in my living room and I took a picture of the gift and I said, uh, when he listens to the things you want and buys you small things. That was it. The caption, that was it. Happy Valentine's Day. Look at my little gift. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. So then there were men in my comments <laughs> that said, whose J's are those under the table? Mind you, I didn't even know that shoes were in the picture. I just took a picture of the thing. So it, it was several of them asking about whose shoes are those and I was like shoes I was like see now you focus on the wrong thing y'all are focused on the wrong thing and if I had known that the shoes were in the picture I just would have cropped the picture we going Wizard Kelly like you know like gotcha. when yeah. I dated him he was Wizard Kelly it was a foot yes he a was lap, a foot in a lap and a leg on the floor like it was you he was Wizard Kelly nobody ever saw him but I didn't even they, see him Cola yes <laughs> they saw pictures of me saying that I was waiting on him it was date night so nobody ever really saw this man I think that's him so that's sexy that's, you know, that's know my philosophy on is yeah I support the right my tree. sweet children my sweet children I know mm-hmm. I, I told you me me Barbara and Shirley we not been to have no conversation about me coming to somebody as a woman I don't know nope. <laughs> do not want do not want at all because as soon as the, the phone rang oh bitch this say barbara let me go on and uh take that post down look because if she's not saved to your contacts then it's gonna come up maybe barbara maybe yes barbara. maybe no. barbara we're yeah, not answering maybe shirley. Possibly, possibly shirley yeah. <laughs> scam likely <laughs> okay okay i'm sorry Fair. We're going to move on to, are we doing the ghetto or the music first? Which one? Makes uh, we do music. We do music. So What's I'm, in your look, speaker I'm, box? Yes. I'm going to let you go first, Sunita. What is in your speaker box? Well, well, uh, you know how much I love Devin Morrison. He's, uh, he's, He's like my throwback to the 90s with his music. It's amazing. But this guy, his name is Aaron. He has a song called Soul Caliber. Is it's it Aaron featured... Ray? No. It's A R O N. Okay. It's a different guy. I think it's a white guy. 
Okay, we having a blue-eyed soul moment, ain't we? I think it's a white guy. He's either white or this other guy, Quentin Gulledge. And I've never seen the name Quentin spelled like this, but I think my friend Tamara has. Q-U-I-N-T-I-N? Yes. I think I've seen that. I've always seen it with an E and an I. I've always seen it with an I and an O, like a T-O-N. I've end. never seen it with an O. Yeah, Just I've the, seen it. I've always seen it with an O. Yeah, I think I've seen them all. If you, if you guys <laughs> haven't heard this song for a long time, listen to it. I've I've been listening to Soul Caliber for some days now. Also, throwback, hey. Solange Crush. Uh-oh. Ooh, you went way that is back. Old as hell. You went way back. When did that come out, Tamara? That came out. That was when she. Hold on, I'm about to tell you. Did she came have out. a video with Bow Wow? Oh God! Oh this was, God! This was before Solange evolved. This is when Solange was wearing mm-hmm. rainbow braids. Yes, I know you're talking about. Definitely was a kid. Was like oh, a that was yes from her first album. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't remember the video, but you took me back. You did. Take it was produced, of course, produced by one of my favorites, Pharrell. Mm. Yeah, great song. I was Thank like, okay, you. let me send this to my little crush. You oh. crush? He who shall not be named ever. With a calendar. No, look at no. See, this is where I'm different. Okay. You won't be on my social media at all. Oh. Okay. Reasonable. That's it. Yeah. You know, I always feel like they'll try to, you know, I take pictures of my food and you know how they'd be like, I'm gonna stick my face. In. Don't do that. Darnell, Darnell. <laughs> that won't be what's posted though. You know, you want to stick your face in it. That's the <laughs> list of my camera roller in the trash. Well, the homie Darnell stuck his face in somebody's picture. Like you ain't finna just take a picture of food and not get me. <laughs> mm. Rude. His face was like literally on the table. On the table. <laughs> You gonna take a picture of your seafood? Seafood. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway, Cola, have you been listening to anything? Uh, yes, I have. I just have to say about Solange. Um, admittedly, I'm what I call a a seat at the table bandwagoner. I didn't really pay attention to her music until a seat at the table came out. I was growing enough. Okay, really experienced enough to get to the point where I was like, this resonates like right away. And I haven't admittedly taken the time to go back and listen to the stuff before, mm-hmm. but you know, life is lifing, but I am fully a fan by now, you know? So by default, I support the the previous stuff, but just, you know, full disclosure. Cause I'm like, well, why not just tell the truth? So yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. As far as what I've been listening to, um, I got a blue eyed soul, um, Fave as well currently i just started listening to yeba and oh my um God, she's the best well, so, I love her. thank you for admitting that because now i can flame but did you know too tim yeah i love like, I was just sitting up here having le- yeba listening parties without me like nobody told me why didn't Sorry. i find out from y'all i just find yeah. out randomly through some kind of youtube algorithm and now i'm Sorry, here friend. fortunately i can join the listening party right now but i'm so glad that this happened the way that it did because i've been waiting for somebody to to lightweight cuss out because i ain't gonna cuss y'all out completely but i just want y'all to know i am perturbed 
to know that everybody been up here listening to Yeba and having a good time. And I ain't know. I, well, you yeah, know, I, I found her on Instagram. Like she would always, she would be doing, sometimes she would do covers and stuff yeah. or she would just be singing. I started, and I started following her on Instagram. I knew she was a singer. I knew she would, I think she's from Philly. No. I knew she sung um, backup. Memphis, Arkansas. Cause I, Is she? yeah, she's oh, okay. from, well, really <laughs> well I, I remember she sang background for Chance the Rapper on yeah. something like on, and I was like, the hell is happening but you know she had a drake uh, moment i mean she was fabulous before her drake moment but that Mm -hmm. song on drake album first of all i want to punch drake in the face i need a whole song drake you gave me one thank you a little snippet i'm gonna fight you drake the next time i see you in person dang but that was that needs to be a whole song that needs to be a whole Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. well i i also admittedly have never really listened to drake that much so i don't really know what all he's been doing so i he a lot all the that. time yeah mm-hmm. something about like hot sauce and in condoms or something like that i don't really keep up this is old news cola Stop that is, it. that's how you know i don't because <laughs> that's as current as i am but <laughs> i have forgot about that until she just like literally had <laughs> left my mind until she just <laughs> Um, but no, just, just to get my music point out, I heard Louis bag and it just, it just haunted the shit out of me. I'm talking about like the Spotify, whatever live version. And I've, it's had a, it's had me in a chokehold. I just can't stop listening to it. And it's not really like a real, it's not a song where she's doing a lot, but it's Mm -hmm. enough for me to be like, wow, some pipes. Okay. And you know how. Listen to October sky. If you haven't yet. I will. That's my jam. You know, the thing I have to say about Blue Eyed Soul, though, is like when us as Black people who are accustomed to Black people coming through with the soulfulness in their voice, when we find out that they white, we just, we have to look them up and down and look twice like, word. Okay, so that's you. Oh, that was you. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. She's amazing. She very much yes, is. Yes, she is. Yes. Shout out to Yabba. Yes. Shout out to Yabba. Um, me, what I have been listening to, uh, Wizkid is coming to town, and so I'm contemplating whether I'm going to go see Wizkid because um, I found some cheap tickets. And I have, you know, after seeing Burner Boy, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I'm obligated to go see Wizkid. But so I've been in my uh, Afrobeats bag this week, and um, the first song that I well, first of all, a lot of people have heard Calm Down by Rema um, because, well, here's the thing is that what's happened with Afrobeats as of lately is that you'll get a song that's really, really popular and then they'll put one of them on the song. Mm. So, um, like, for example, when Essence got really popular with Kid and Tim, they put Justin Bieber on the song. Why? It was so unnecessary. It was unnecessary, but it was to create that <laughs> pop audience that they uh, that they were seeking. Cold so space. Same, so the same thing happened with Rima. Rima calmed down. The version with him by himself is fine. But what they did when Calm Down got popular, they put Selena Gomez on the song. Why? Maybe I could have. An unnecessary ad. 
So when I say I'm listening to Calm Down, I'm listening to Calm Down, the version without Selena Gomez, the original with just Rema on the song. Would it have been better with Selena? I'm sorry. I just, I can't let that go. It doesn't make sense. Why is she on that? I don't, I like Selena Gomez. I listen to some of her music. That doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? It's just, it's it's really label placement. Just the label wanted to place it. So they can make more money from it. That's that's generally when they do it. I mean, because uh, like uh, it's just weird because they because ha- I think there's another song that somebody added it sharing to the song and it's just like oh you guys you guys we don't need this but we don't neither here nor there. I um, mean the other tune is <clears throat> when the guy sings it it sounds like he's saying closer like come closer to me. But the way the song is spelled, it's Kulosa. So when he says it fast in the song, it's like Kulosa. And it just sounds like he's telling <laughs> the girl to be closer to him. But it's it's broken down. But it's by um, I'm gonna say his name all wrong and fuck it up. So please forgive me, my African brethren and sisters. But it's uh, Oxlade. O X L A D E. It's his um and I may be saying what, it wrong. What if that X was supposed to be a Z? Mm, oh, maybe no. Maybe so. You're making it no easier. Yeah. I know. Or maybe I you know. are making it easier. Yeah. So Az- Azlade. Azlade. Maybe, yes. Maybe Azlade. Maybe so. Azlade. But, oh, but so the song of Mila Cabello. I'm, yes, I'm that's cool. another one. They added Camilla Cabello to the song. Then uh. me. I don't like that version. Listen to the version with just him. So see what I'm saying? It's like it's a when a when an Afrobeat song gets popular, what the major <laughs> label does is they find some pop artists and throw them on the song, and it doesn't fit. They don't fit. It sounds stupid. Don't do it. Like so, you know. I was waiting for them to do that to last last, and then I was gonna have to fight everybody in the whole world. They tried to do that to Burner Boy. I was gonna beat everybody down, but he already had a song <laughs> with um. He already has a song with Ed Sheeran, so mm. there's that. But yeah, that's what I have been listening to. You just reminded me of something. Just one thing right quick, honorable mention, because you mentioned that you was thinking about going to see somebody, and I just remember that I got tickets for the end of the month to go see Nick Hakeem. I don't know if y'all familiar. Oh, my bad, because I've been over here having Nick Hakeem listening parties and not invited y'all. Now y'all are invited. Go look up the Green Twins album. You can thank me later. Okay. Hmm. I will do that. Look, I would do that. Yes. yes. If you're yes. not familiar with his music by like immediately, then just remember there was this cute scene from Insecure with Molly and Dro when they was doing nasty stuff. And uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Nick Hakeem song. It was okay. I do I do listen to his music. And I have to, I have to tell you. Remember when you asked me, did I listen to Jay Nova? And I was like, who is that? Oh my God. How I do you? listen to her. <laughs> of course, I do. everybody listens to Jay Nova. They just don't know. Yes. I didn't realize Nova. that I did. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's good just, for you. You yes. knew. So yeah. I could have went to that show and I would have known her music. Oh. I just no. wasn't registering when you said it because I always think of her as a comedian, not oh, a singer. Right. So Shout out to Jay Nova. Yes, yeah. I saw yeah, her in she, September for my birthday. Yeah, she used to be on the on the morning show on Big Tigger's morning show when it when it first started. Wow. She was one of the co-hosts, and then she left the show. Wait, what a what shout a, out to her. Yes, yes. So, 
All of them folks. <laughs> All of them folks. Mm-hmm. Let's get into this ghetto shit we live on called planet Earth. The world is the ghetto. Wow. <laughs> Just I, I I'll say this because I don't have I don't have much to say. It's tax season. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's remember this. What is ghetto is there are really people out there who don't ever look at their pay stubs. That's ghetto, number one. You just trust your company is always paying you correctly all the time. You trust that your 401k is getting matched all the time. You don't ever check into none of your portals to check on anything. You just trust your employer. Shout out to you. No. They trust their employers. Because I look at my motherfucking pay stubs all the goddamn time. Okay. Me, I said no. One penny off. <laughs> Why am I getting paid fifteen cents less? Where did you where'd you put where'd you put my money? Games. No. Right. Also, what is also ghetto is people who are married with children <laughs> don't know what allowances are. Hmm? How how sway? Who does your taxes? Also. People not downloading their W-2s. When's the last time you did your taxes? What? What? Girl. Huh? They're not fully adults. All the time at my job. I can download them from 10 years ago if I wanted to. I I don't understand grown people, especially grown people who are older than me who don't know this stuff. What happens every year? Do right. you just be like abracadabra? I'm Caucasian. I don't have to do this shit. I what? Probably. I don't understand. And it is very ghetto, y'all. And I have come to the conclusion maybe there's a lot more people not paying their taxes than we think. Maybe our black ass has been paying taxes because we scared. Right. And boys gonna come after us. But obviously they, they always come after us. They always come after us. Yeah. They don't need much reason. Wahite and Dwight ain't doing shit, but just mm. collecting a check. I listen. Wow, it's ghetto. It's giving ghetto. I um, as far as the not checking the pay stubs, I never got the luxury of coming into the workforce in that way because my first like for real ass adult job was being a whole ass trucker out here. And I want to make sure that every mile that I drove was accounted for because I got paid by the mile. Yes. Right. Oh yeah. My checks better always be right. And I was always, they were usually wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like calling these people like, yo, I drove like 2,000, whatever. I know that's not a number, but like, it's, it's not reflecting. It's a whole 25 miles missing off of this that I drove. You will pay me for those. Fix it now. Yes, fix it now. Get right up. now. I don't want to hear, we'll get it to you next pay pay run. No. No. Run me no, my no. coins, bitch. But yeah. No, no, no. no run them no, now. No. Well, I like them now. Because I already ran the miles, so just run me my money. It's really simple. <laughs> I, am, I am truly interested. Like, somebody should, maybe they won't do this, but I... And a documentary would be nice. How white people spend their money. Because every 
like a lot of companies that I've worked at, it seems like they have all this money in the world, but they don't make a lot of money and they put hell of money in their 401k. How? How is this possible? Because right. I'll be living paycheck to paycheck. Baby. Baby. What is there? A, is there another alternate reality inside the reality that I live? And it's, it's just ghetto because I don't know the tricks that they have. Right. I would like to know. Yeah. I would like to know. I need to I figure those tricks out. Atlanta. I think that was your answer. <laughs> don't get me started on that one. That was a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's an answer right there. Go watch that. And that's about Man, as best I can tell you. That's my only yeah. reason. That's my ghetto shit. I It's tax season. And there are really grown people out there who do not know about allowances, dependents, and exemptions. Get mm. Sam? Ah, uh, well. Pass it on to you. <laughs> this week in all things ghetto, um, look, I know y'all are tired of us talking about this man. <laughs> but I feel like each day is something new. I'm excited to wake up tomorrow to see what other kind of fuck shit uh, George Santos have gotten his <gasps> What color is he gonna put on the wall today? Yes. Uh, so <laughs> initially, I woke to. Um, well, it wasn't even I woke to. It was. It started. The clamoring started last night about a GoFundMe that uh, George Santos created for um, a, a military vet who had a, a dog who needed some type of surgery and it was like, either it was like a service dog or something, but he wanted to help this military vet get this, uh, his service for his dog or get his dog well. That was the goal. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. So what happened was that I feel like he raised about $3,000 or something in that range to help the dog and then disappear with the money. So the man never got the money for the dog. George Santos? Yes. What? <laughs> that was that was what I heard last night as I was going to bed. Hmm. To wake to wake <laughs> to wake up this morning and get on TikTok and keep seeing Katara Ravash and not knowing who Katara Ravash was, finding out that Takara Ravash was a drag queen oh. in Brazil who was also George Santos. So, what? Wait, I feel like I missed something. Okay. <laughs> this is so, George Santos is single-handedly one of the most ghetto people On that I never show. expected to be this ghetto. Like, who are you, George Santos? Who in the world is George Santos? George Santos has lied about being Jewish. He has lied about having cancer. He has lied about all these different Didn't things. Didn't he say his mom died or something? His mom was died. Was that him? That was him. All of these things are, are false, but he was just elected to Congress. And so now they are trying to get him out <laughs> okay. because uh, whoever was doing the vetting wasn't vetting. The vetting, ain't, the math ain't mathing because 
some things you find out about people and you'd be like, wait, no, we can, this one we can't do. Who is worse, George Santos or Herschel Walker? George Santos. <laughs> Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker did his thing, he stood in front of people talking about he didn't know the lady that got the abortion and she got a whole baby with you. Like she is the mother of your child. So you told a whole bald face ass lie right there in front of people. But yours was, this was what you did, Herschel. Now, George Santos, what you have done, we don't know. Cause it's every day is something new. So yeah. it's, I don't know. Like I'm, I can't, I don't know what tomorrow will bring some more George Santos ghetto shit. I hope Obviously. he doesn't have children. Ooh. Well, my mother let me know, I didn't know this, that um, they were trying to extradite him back to Brazil <laughs> he, for a crime he, he committed in Brazil. So it's just, it's a whole lot that this man has done and lied about using fake names. Like, so, George Santos is his real name. I'm glad that you said that because that is leading into exactly what I was about to say is Mr. Santos or whatever the pronouns may be, let me be respectful, I guess. Um, Mr. Santos person is moving like they were in the 70s because you could just change identities. You could just move to another town or whatever. You could just be somebody else. But it's a whole internet out here, y'all. You um, can't be on. You can't have a seat in Congress acting like this. Not a public figure, and like you was a drag queen in Brazil, is what the what all of the publications as of two hours ago are. Yeah, everybody's on it right they now. They have photos. They have photographs. Yeah. Don't what you is your life? And other drag queens. You could just be another. And person. other drag queens calling you out. Joy, Dang. you didn't cover none of your tracks. You didn't cover nothing. He like a real, he like a bad criminal. You know how we always talk about people commit crimes and then they um they videotape, they rob somebody or they necklace and they on Facebook. That's narcissism. Yeah. Y'all are stupid. George Santos. You feel like nobody can catch you. Like you feel like you just outsmarting everybody and you the first ass fool and everybody can see you. Geotags on your photographs, my nigga. That's it. Yikes. May 2023 not be full of George Santos. May this stop in January. I don't want to hear about him no fucking more. Right. He is ex- his presence is exhausting. Don't be George Santos is Very the moral of the story. Not at all. <laughs> Very entertaining. <laughs> Moving Super. on. Moving on to why we are here. And this is this is why I kept the intro short and sweet. Is because we are talking to our soil cousin Cola about growing a business in the pandemic. That hey. you know, our previous episodes were parenting in the pandemic, teaching in the pandemic, the working class in the pandemic, and now this is more entrepreneurially related. Yes, growing a business in the pandemic, pun intended. Yes, because we're to you know she is the plant guru. <laughs> yes, keeping it real, keeping things alive with the plant. You see the plant in her back. Well, yo, don't call. Come on, the only fake plant that I have is the what? My bad. That's my fault for putting it in the background. That's my fault. 
<laughs> I just moved and I haven't set up all my real plants appropriately and I needed a cute background. So full disclosure. Hey, hey. You, didn't, you didn't have to tell yourself. It's okay. Nobody would have known. Okay, my bad. I just cut that out. No, I'm just playing. You can leave it in. Leave it in. Because I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. Yeah, yes. you're keeping it real. Growing. Ta- growing I, I want to talk to you because I know that you start, well, my timeline may be a little choppy. Let's work with what you got. Black in the Garden started in 2019, right? Yes. November right. 19, 2019, first episode. So this is the thing. Started in 20, the end of 2019, mm-hmm. when actually, when COVID first right. jumped really off and jumped started off. killing folks, okay? Yeah. January, <laughs> I, I always think that Sundance was like for real ground zero. Mm. over here in the United States where oh, everybody, man. that was the super spreader event that did it for everybody because all those people that were at Sundance went back to LA, New York, Chicago, DC, and yep. then everybody got sick. Yep. It was like, wow. And it was like, you know what? I'm going to still do this black in the garden shit. I was at the house. Yes. This is, wow, this is so timely. Um, can I just go ahead and chime in? Because I was yeah, waiting. go. Yeah, okay. please. Wow, this you. I didn't really think about it like that, although I was aware of the fact that, you know, we always have a choice in every situation. And of course, I could have just been like, I'm not doing it, I'm scared, oh my God. But like, it worked out like so many other people who were creators in the digital space where it's like you just had that much more time and that much more energy that you could put towards it because you didn't really have anything else going on. And hey, right. maybe the world might end. So I, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> might as well give the people something that they can draw their last breaths to. I don't know. That was a little too morbid. But what, what had happened truly was like you said, um, with the pun fully intended growing a business, I was already like into the plants. I was already into the thing that people ended up coming to, um, as a result of the pandemic, because that was one of the, the many activities that people were taking up because it's it in gardening specifically you, you all who are not familiar. Um, actually, let me, let me rewind a little bit of my bad. So Black in the Garden, we, we've referenced the podcast, but we haven't specifically discussed exactly what it is and what it's about. And right. it is the podcast that I guess in the simplest way I could say it's at the intersection of Black culture, horticulture, and media. So, you know, when I'm thinking about it as like a big, big thing, which I think about things like this all the time, then I consider it a media entity that represents and celebrates the stories of Black people who are involved in anything relating to plants. And as it turns out in my research, there's just so many ways. And our history did not begin, and and I have to say this, y'all, African-Americans in particular, hear me out. Our history did not start with slavery. (laughs) If you don't know, now you know. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry to be the one to have to break that down. Thank you. It's worth saying as much as possible because like yeah. it starting this show and having to do all the research and all that, not having to, but getting to really get into all the things that I'm sharing with my soil cousins, which, which is what I call my audience. Y'all know, uh, I, I was, I remember February 1st rolled around the first February after I began. So I was like, oh, it's a real black show. So I got to really do it big. And I started looking into black history 
And it got so deep that I had to go to the library. (laughs) Because I was like, botanical Black history, what does that look like? What's the history of like well-known figures in history? Black folks, what are we doing, you know, with plants historically? And the one, fortunately, the one that everybody could say is George Washington Carver. But even his story and his legacy is not given even a smidgen of the the glory that it should because of all of the amazing accomplishments that uh, that happened in his life, you know, like that. So that's one thing, but we are just involved in plants, involved with plants in so many different ways, not just in history, but in in every way, just on a daily basis as we live our day-to-day lives because so many things that we come in contact with are you know, it originates back to a plant in some way or another. And when it comes to the concept of Black in the Garden, as far as the uniqueness of it all, um, I just know that we, this medium of podcasting is very saturated. It's growing rapidly. It's an amazing medium, very exciting, still very much uh, formulating. It's it's actually kind of like the, the newest frontier in media, specifically audio media. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of podcasting coming up as it has, there's a lot of Black people and, as, as along with everybody else who's doing podcasts, but Black people are certainly doing a lot of podcasts. But podcasts generally evolve, I mean, revolve around storytelling or uh, conversations and or mm-hmm. And when it comes to conversations that Black people are having, that's the conversation that we're not having as much of, but we are, there's a lot of conversations that could be had to the point where I've just been overwhelmed. (laughs) So in starting the podcast in right before the pandemic and, and it really setting in and me looking around and realizing, wow, the kids are home from school. You know, I have small kids who are school age who had to miss out on some school. That's another story for another time. But in starting, I was just like, whoa, I didn't see it as bad at all. I, mm-hmm. I had concerns mm-hmm. about like, oh no, what all is going to happen? And I don't want to get sick. But I definitely saw literally nothing but space and opportunity. I see that time, particularly the time when we were all locked in. I was like, I already be in the house all the time anyway, because I'm trying to do this show and make this happen. I'm really like, I was figuring out what entrepreneurship was going to be like for me mm-hmm. as someone who never experienced it before, or even thought that I could even be an entrepreneur. I just, that's not what my family culture has been like. Mm-hmm. And so like, knowing that the time and the space and the opportunity was there and, and people very likely would listen more, uh, I took advantage of that. And that was before it started as like a, a money-making official, official business before it was like mm-hmm. LLC status and all that. But it was the origin. That was the time when the content was being created and I was doing it all on my own, by the way. Um, all of it was happening in a way that was just... It was a very fertile time <laughs> reference. It was a very fertile time for growth and I took advantage of it. So yes. I, Boom. I watched the growth too, because I saw, it seemed like you had like a few hundred people and then thousands out of nowhere. And On I Instagram. saw, yes. Mm-hmm. And I saw 
people, I was like, oh, you know Cola? And they were like, who? I was like, Black in the Garden. They were like, oh, I love her podcast. <laughs> and I'm thinking these people know you because in my small mind, I'm like, well, I know Cola. Know. Maybe yeah. she knows all these people. And then when I kept seeing your numbers go higher and higher, I was like, no, like all these people, when the pandemic started, people really got into plants because you didn't have nothing else to do. You were right. home. You were tired of looking at your walls, just be white. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. And they needed, people needed something to take care of. So usually yes. like, I'm using this word loosely y'all, shut-ins usually look for animals, right? Like, oh, let me get a dog. Cause I'm home a lot or a cat or whatever preference of animal. But the pandemic, I don't know what happened, but it just brought the plant lover out of everybody. Yeah. I I remember, yeah, (laughs) I was friends with someone who their entire, I called their place the little jungle Mm -hmm. because every square foot of the place had a plant in it. It was, Mm -hmm. you walk in there, and it literally, it felt like a rainforest because nice. she was constantly hydrating her plants. It was so comfortable. And I was just like, there's something to this about having plants. And I, I feel like, yes, animals have their purpose, right? Mm-hmm. But plants, these are living things that I don't think people pay as much attention to because they're there's staples around us. Like we walk outside, we see trees, right? Yeah, we see bushes. Right. We're just like, oh, they're always there. Mm-hmm. But these things, they're alive. I have yep. two little plants that I haven't killed. Your oxygen source. Yeah. yeah. I've actually nurtured these things and they just grow and grow. But let some bad energy be around them and they'd be like, ah. wow. And then I play like upbeat music or my mood changes and their leaves like perk up. And I'm like, are these little people? Are they (laughs) responding to me? What kind of plants do you have? I know that some plants can certainly uh, display that kind of sensitivity, but yours sound like they like extra sensitive. What? what, I have, um, I have this. So the person who gave me the plants, they would splice them together. Oh. what's that called were they oh I know that word yes what's the word right now so there's devils of propagation yes there's, there's words yes, yes. Uh-huh. so they mixed devil's ivy mm-hmm. and pothos pathos mm-hmm. pothos together differently it's an it's an argument on twitter yeah I know I know so <laughs> oh those I, are pothos right so one is devil's ivy and pothos mixed together and the other one is just a regular pothos okay yeah send me some pics and stuff because I feel like you were supposed to send me pics a few months I back was because I thought I was killing them but because I I I killed <laughs> I killed uh what's those little tiny ones that they're supposed to be impossible to kill a succulent I kill succulents I killed I did them. I did I killed mine too because I was overwatering them. Yeah, that's yeah. the myth. That's that's what plays into the myth is if you think that you can't kill it, then you're just like, fuck off. I'm gonna water it every day. We're gonna be <laughs> in here doing jazzercise or whatever y'all be doing with these plants in the house. <laughs> My pothos looked so sad. The great thing was, and this is the other thing, during the pandemic, more stores started selling more plants. Mm-hmm. And so I 
went to Trader Joe's always had good prices on their plants. They yeah. do. So yeah. I thought I was going to do that. And then um, I don't know if you know who Carly Hustle is, but Perfect. I was, she's real popular on Twitter. She was like a mm -hmm. music, music person, mm -hmm. but she started this group um, to grow plants and food. And I was like, well, I can't grow no food because I'm in the ghetto at in the ghetto of Oakland. And she was like, no, no, because I'm in New York and it's ghetto here. So you can grow it. And so she was like giving us tips about what lighting to use in mm -hmm. our places, yeah. um, how to like make your plants cozy and your food huh. cozy. I didn't do the food thing because the apartment I was in was full of bullshit, but it it introduced me to a world that I just, I, I wasn't familiar with it. And since my, I lived with my mom, my mom has a green thumb. Mm -hmm. Like she keeps, she had this fern. I swear to God, this fern was like 20 years old, 30 years old. Those are the best. And it was beautiful and big. She used to like clean her leaves with like, not clean. She would feed these plants like rub mayonnaise on the leaves. And someone's like, I've never heard of that. No. These plants, it there was a plant that looked kind of like the one that's in, in your room. Um, big shiny leaves. Oh yeah, that's a bird of paradise. That's the fake leaf. No, now. she didn't have the bird of paradise. <laughs> it was it was something else. It's like a fig leaf. Is it fig? Fiddle leaf fig. Fiddle, yes. Yes. So they were just beautiful. And she Those treated- Those are hard to keep alive for many. So shout out oh, to yeah. her. Mm -hmm. She was night. My mom, I feel like my mom loved plants and my dad loved animals. They should have stuck with those. They shouldn't have had kids. That's a whole nother podcast. But- <laughs> How would we I have just... this one? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, but, we... look, I'm over here dying so they should have never had kids. Oh my God. Wow. I mentioned these things, Cola, because- I think one of the things people learned during the pandemic was it's not that you're not a plant person or that you kill plants. You just don't know. So black in the garden yeah. was this avenue of finding things out and not feeling like you're stupid asking another yeah. black person, you know, I'm interested in having a plant. Maybe I don't want a jungle, but how mm -hmm. do I take care of this one little plant? How do I keep it alive? And I feel like that's a starting point mm -hmm. for you with Black in the Garden. What was your motivation to grow it? To grow the podcast, right? Your business overall, oh, yeah. because your wow. podcast is part of your business too. It, it's the anchor of my business. And whew, what motivated me to, you said, continue growing it or just to grow it in yes, general? To continue growing it. Because you could have stopped the pandemic. Listen, for all of the opportunity to give people, it fucking depressed the fuck out of us too. It's it depressing the fuck out of us. Yeah, well, it's, there's so many ways I can answer that question. I have to start with this um, just because I'm currently on the longest hiatus that I've ever taken just because I mm -hmm. sort out some other stuff so I can get that together. So it's just very helpful for me to be back in the groove because I've been totally out of the groove to be like I had to go get my microphone out for this interview like that's just how <laughs> deeply buried you know I had to set everything up but what the main thing I think the number one answer for me as far as why I wanted to keep it going and what inspired me was like I just know these stories haven't been told they hadn't been celebrated I I was 
interviewing people as a majority of my episodes and having these conversations with so many different black people around the world, um, from like South Africa to Hawaii, I, Hmm. and, and I got to talk to even some notable people like, um, Amanda, no, I said, Amanda, I fucked it up. Ananda Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) We know better than that. We, we came up with, with Ananda, uh, uh, BET and MTV. And, um, Natalie Bazil, the um, author of Queen Sugar, the, the OG behind that whole situation mm-hmm. and getting to talk to them while the pandemic was still going on. It was 2021 by the time I, I was able to connect with them, but it was just knowing, like, just think, cause I think about it in a lot of different ways. I think about like, what about the stories and the celebrations of like the history and the culture? What about like the actual plants themselves that originated in our indigenous spaces what about what's happening currently and how I draw in what I consider my most general audience that generally responds very well to like celebrities and stuff so it's like well what are black celebrities doing why why is there all of this chatter about like well what's in your purse and who you fucking and all this and that but what about like what are you growing do you have a garden there's actually many Black celebrities who do. Jennifer Lewis, our auntie, for example. <laughs> uh, everybody should know by now that Kalise has a whole ass farm out here. Yes. Just waiting for her to, you know, slide back into my DMs because I already slid in hers. But, you know, long story <laughs> short. Because <laughs> I'm that kind of player. But it's just the keeping it going and the staying inspired to keep doing it, it tapping back into the core of how I got started. It was a very constructive outlet for me. Mm -hmm. I started after like right on the heels of, as I was literally experiencing and going through the end of a marriage, an eight year marriage, you know, Mm -hmm. and becoming a mom at the same time, like there was some wild, crazy stuff that I wouldn't even like wish on my enemies that was happening to me some significant life-changing events happened in my life within like 60 days before I began the podcast. So the concept of going through the pandemic early in the, in the stages of that mm-hmm. in comparison to what I had dealt with a few months before was it, that just felt like easier <laughs> or even kind of easier. Cause the main thing as far as survival during the pandemic is like, just stay your ass in the house. Wear a mask right. outside. Yeah, I, I can stay in the house. That's easy. The kids don't have to go anywhere. They can't go anywhere. There was so much. Everything was shut down. So it was. What was keeping me inspired was everybody who I learned about. I just thought that they were so dope. And there's still so many people. Like we're just literally scratching the surface of this thing. So mm-hmm. it was wanting to share the stories of as many people as I could, and also wanting to uh, share what my journey had been like learning as I, as I went along. And I also, um, for anyone who, who has listened before, generally at the beginning, because I'm a single host, um, podcast, I have a monologue, you know? And so that is where Mm -hmm. I share updates and things, but I also share a a bit about like what's happening with me personally in growing and developing. And those are so hard to go back and listen to. I have not. (laughs) But listen, it's, it's growth. It's growth. Like Mm -hmm. you started there in Mm -hmm. 2019 and you moved to 
traveling and planting trees. How wow. many people can say they did that? It's it's my dream to plant a tree. Like whenever I buy a house, yeah, I want to be able to buy somewhere where I'm able to plant trees. When I die, I've already talked to Logan. Listen, no, if I go not. first, put me into a tree and let me grow. Yes. Let me continue to live on through fruits. She's like, ew, mom, people are gonna be eating you. No. Let me nourish others. You can continue <laughs> to nourish others. Make me an orange tree. Whatever the fuck it is, I want to be right. a tree. And so I was impressed about you taking that on. How did you get to that point where you were deciding, I'm going to go plant trees around the United States of America? That's a fun one. Um, there's a fun answer to that question because homelessness, I didn't really have nowhere to live. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not laughing at homelessness. I'm laughing at I'm like, I've come to understand this about like some of the best comedians and I'm not saying I'm one of them, but you know, maybe I'll get there one day, but the mm -hmm. best comedians have they share stories of like just horrible heartbreak and trauma yes. and shitty circumstances, but they are able to just like tell the story because they have this charm. They have this charisma, this ability to be witty and humorous about the struggle that they experienced. Yes. And so that is what makes them seem like they're like amazing comedians, but they just really kind of have a funny way to tell, to tell a fucked up story. That's one way. Yes. Get good <laughs> so for me, that's uh, discussing it in a way where I guess the alternative would to be would be to be super, um, you know, emotional and upset about it. Fortunately, because of growth, <laughs> I am not in that place where I feel like super emotional about it anymore. But yeah, that's what was happening. I just had moved quite a bit. Like when I say that I was overcoming some significant struggles there was just this whole journey and this whole set of like obstacles and vulnerability and, you know, just all kind of instability that came along with that, you know, how mm -hmm. they say I could do bad by myself. Mm -hmm. So I was like literally kind of doing bad by myself, but not, <laughs> but it was like just the circumstances of like the personal side of things, because professionally, like you indicated, you're seeing growth as far as numbers and popularity and you know, that people that you know are like, yo, I know your home girl. Like how you know your home girl, you know? So people were tuning mm -hmm. in and the show was growing, but in the, in the background, um, you know, I was just trying to keep life afloat for mm -hmm. my and my young kids who I became a single mother of. And so when it was, I had had a conversation with a good friend of mine who, um, her name is Jade, by the way, and she hosts another show, um, called the black plant chick, which is mainly like houseplant centric but oh, okay women led okay so get into that and we did become friends as a result of me finding out about her podcast uh, a few months after I started mine and just reaching out to her like yo this is dope I'm so glad that you're you're doing this as well and being community rather than trying to figure out how we're going to be competition so there was the gym right there <laughs> but I and fortunately, I got to be, I got the benefit of being friends with someone who was able to bless me with the wisdom, which was, hmm, well, what if you, you know, I know you kind of going from place to place, but what if you like planted something everywhere that you went? Mm -hmm. Or what if you 
bought a plant everywhere that you went or, you know, find a way to commemorate the moment in that way or try to, you know, try to turn the mess. What does it say? It Turn the messiness into a message or something, you know, turn the shit into a show. Yes. I, yes. I know that was, I know. crazy. <laughs> but long, long story short, she made that suggestion. And then I remember finding out about, uh, a gentleman who had a black man who had ran from the West coast to the East coast in like 80 days. His name is Hela Sidibe. Yes. I read about that. Yeah. And that, yeah. that was a lightning bolt for me through my, my brain. When I read about that, excuse me. Um, it was at the end of 2021. Cause I get the years mixed up real bad these days. Mm-hmm. So it was the end of 2021 and I was like, yo, what can I do like that? I know damn runner. I'm going to run across the country. What that look like for me? What could I do like that? And I remember what Jade said and I was like, I could plan a, tr- what if I, you know how your brain be pulling it together. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was literally like, well, you plant a tree, like in every state, what? Has a black woman done that before? I'm always looking for a milestone of a, a, a flag to plant. Yes. The so, first. The first, and then I also ended up doing so with my kids thus far. That's been the goal is to do that uh, with the kids as a family effort. So it's like, whoa, first black family to do something dope like this. And mm-hmm. we planted in like five states um, since then. It it had to turn into an organized thing. It couldn't just be me going out on a whim, planting trees here and there, whatever. So it turned into a whole nonprofit organization, which mm-hmm. I don't, regret but at the same time it's like I was doing a lot for somebody who didn't have a place to live but I was just trying to make the most out of what the situation was so in my mind I just figured being super ambitious um it's just gonna take a few calls I'll find like some RV company or something like that they'll like you know sponsor us out an RV and we'll just ride out and plant trees all over the country the RV people if you're listening you can call me any email, um, BLK in the garden, hello at BLK in the garden.com. I'm just playing, but for real, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out like how that's gonna, you know, logistically, that's a very big undertaking. I came to figure that out Mm -hmm. shortly after getting started. And, um, it was a big, I was going to say it was an investment, but we did get some, a reasonable amount of donations that made it possible for us to plant the first few trees. But Mm -hmm. when you, Sit down and consider the logistics of an operation like that it's like girl for that's what you want to do <laughs> and I still want to do it so yeah that's what inspired me was just trying to make the most out of a situation that I was not fond of but this is this is good though and it's inspirational because there were a lot of decisions that we could have made during the pandemic for a lot of people you know it was and this is understandable it was a time where they sunk deeper into depression their anxiety got worse like mental health was like in the trash for a lot of us and you know there were lots of people dying from the virus and sick and these long-term effects but out of out of tragedy sometimes comes these amazing things that we can keep afloat once the tragedy dies down. And I that's what I think about with Black in the Garden is that wow, it is something that is 
it grew and it can continue to grow. It never has to stop. Even if you're taking a pause because it's very much alive still, as long as you nurture it, it's going to continue to grow and people are going to continue to pay attention to it because just because we're being forced to go back into offices and not have to wear a mask <laughs> and still get sick, that doesn't replace the fact that plants are still here. You know, it doesn't replace the fact that metaphorically there's still growth. Mm-hmm. You know, a hiatus, we've taken hiatus from the podcast. And this yep. is simply just for planning, time to breathe, reassess, and move forward. And that's how I look at Black in the Garden when you are resting. Plants need to rest also. So it's not, you know, it's not something that I think we write off. We just wait for your growth to come back, come back around. And I am super excited to see how much bigger Black in the Garden becomes because I don't think, I mean, you've been doing this for what, three years now? It's been three solid years. I didn't even celebrate third anniversary as properly as I wanted to, but let us celebrate with you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I black think in the garden. <laughs> actually the celebration was because beer, beer in the garden. <laughs> I said black in the garden. Oh, I, <laughs> I, was like, I was like beer in the garden. What? <laughs> oh, did you say beaver? No. Said oh, beer. I said beer. <laughs> beer as an alcohol. Beer. In oh, the absolutely. Garden. Yes. I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna be doing some kind of, you know, beer and wine centric beverage episode because you know that's that's another thing we don't think about when we out here imbibing that came from a plant okay yes wine what wine come from the grapes (laughs) (laughs) the whole process is growth it is it is so here's here's what I have to say in reference to my third anniversary actually which was just passed like about you know two months ago Mm -hmm. on November 19th 2022 that was uh, uh, the same week that I moved into the apartment that I currently reside in, which ended the instability that I was uh, struggling with for finding housing. But most specifically, um, even though I had been on a significant hiatus uh, from production, I was I had already established the business and planted as many seeds as I had planted leading up to whatever was happening before that break, which led me to have the most financially lucrative year of the Black in the Garden business, which made it possible for me to get this ability that I have now. So I am very proud and excited to announce that at the very least, if Black in the Garden did, didn't do nothing else, and I didn't anticipate that it would even do as much as it has by now with the personal benefits, but it has housed me and my family. Yes. Yeah. See? Growth, growth, yeah, and just stick to itiveness. And coming back has is is the biggest challenge since <laughs> going away. But hey, we're here to stay. I have to say, you know, the theme of this whole episode has been growth. Yes. Anytime we do something consistently, it is growing. It may not feel like it's growing when you look back and you see where you were when it first started and where you are now you have to acknowledge all the growth. So it's, I can compare my growth kind of to yours also, because I was like, I laid off at the beginning of the pandemic, 
Mm. What am I going to do? I have all this time on my hands and I keep getting these jobs. They don't want to pay me what I'm worth because I don't have a degree. I was like, let me go back to school. I graduate in May of this year. I finished (laughs) my degree, but I think about the growth back then where I was at the beginning of the pandemic, laid off, no job, using up all my house money Mm -mm -mm. and where I am today. I'm making a lot more money. Me and the kid were actually moving into a way better place. And it is steps that have been taken because, you know, we left LA, we moved up to Oakland. Oakland didn't work out. It was hell for two years. He tried. Back to Georgia. It seemed great. This place is not. But now (laughs) we're on to better. So that's something else that I I think is worth pointing out with growth. It's it's never what we think it is, which is a constant upwards trajectory. It's more like a roller coaster. Yep. And then it finally gets to that place of stability, which you mentioned, which is where you are right now. You're in a stable place. And I think what's gonna be helpful for you is is gonna give you more space to think about what your next move is with Black in the Garden because you don't have to worry about survival so much. It was, it was very much survival. It was, wow. <laughs> if y'all know some of the places I had been and cause I'm not gonna get into it right now, but like I done been some places, I done seen some things, I done met some people. I have been just straight up bamboozled. Folks have tried to take advantage of me. I've made some enemies even, you know, like Mm -hmm. people are really crying. Like for me to even say that someone is my enemy is big because it takes a lot to get on that side, the wrong side of my liking. (laughs) But yeah, that, that has happened as well. But like even the growth in not feeling the same type of bitterness that I once felt Mm -hmm. towards someone who, you know, was not trying to do right by me. That's, yeah, you only, well, not only, but it is easiest to count it when you're looking backwards. You know, you, um, you know, just going back to the plants, you get a cute little plant, right? And like you get a little one and then maybe you take a picture of it and then you come back and you see those pictures or you see it in the background, like them Jordans that was under the table. And you're like, yo, that plant was little. Wow. It is big now. You know, like kids, I guess. So yeah, that, that, what is it? Retrospective is a very good way to uh, assess that. So I like that you mentioned that. It is. I hope, I hope being on our podcast where you're allowed to use your outside voice inside. I love it. Helps further propel Black in the Garden. We are not, we don't have a very big following but we try to inspire whoever comes on here growing you have want you to feel good we want to feel good now I feel I'm excited like it didn't matter about the following in uh in outside voice inside it mattered about the host like I just wanted to connect with y'all in this way to be able to participate and support you in this way by sharing my story on this podcast that is celebrating black people. Like I'm celebrating black people on my podcast. I'm proud of y'all to see y'all's growth and to see how long have y'all been doing this now? A year. I know this is 
supposed to be my interview or whatever, but I can ask questions too. So you can, you can, <laughs> it will be, this is the second, the second season is ending next month. Yeah. With the beard. So with that the will beard. make a year. Next yeah. month but is a year. Have y'all mm-hmm. celebrated like the accomplishment of that? Like how, how big that is? We will in February. You get what because I'm saying. We did. We started two, 22, 22. Yep. Exactly. Yes. You're going to, I get what you're saying. You're going to officially celebrate an official moment, but yes. just in, in podcast industry speak or whatever, you know, the concept of pot fade, which is 10 episodes and you're done essentially. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, we're on episode 41. Started. Yeah. yeah. That's really big. A lot of episodes do not 41 make or 40 episodes. 40. This is 41. It's a very just, large percentage. We did, well, we didn't post one, but this is yeah. 41. Yeah. No. Yes. No, you're allowed to take whatever kind of breaks that you need to, whether they be planned or unplanned. The point is to stay with it, keep going with it. I know that there's a much larger vision that is at play. So yes. um, I, I celebrate all of that and being part of this. That's, it's just the collective growth that I care about a lot. And mm-hmm. to my to to a fault actually because i i strongly believe in collaboration especially among folks like us who are on the rise who are on the come up that know where we are going and what we want to do and how we want to get there and and how the kind of impact that we want to make because i know mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. insight to what to what the goal is for all of us that it's impact it's it's yeah. very like we want people to be represented and seen and heard with their outside voices am i yes am I doing yes. This? Yes. <laughs> you're doing it right you're doing it right yeah, doing, so, doing it right. yeah we we celebrating all the growth around here i'm not just gonna let you say it's it's celebrating me we're gonna celebrate ovi as well thank thank you for reminding us uh, to celebrate our I'm growth to do that yeah yeah i, I was very anal episode i published yeah i'm very anal so i just be thinking about I think I focus, and Tamara's probably like, yes, I need to shut up. I focus a lot on what can we do better? How can we do better? Let's do better. And I don't necessarily think about like the good stuff that I have necessarily done because I've checked it off. Like, okay, I've, I've done this. Now let's go into this and let's go into that. I don't take enough time to celebrate what I have accomplished. I just check my box and move on. So thank you. It's a process that for me, I just kind of found out about this early, early in the game when I very first started was like you complete a process and then you have a celebration as a part of something, a milestone. And and so that's why I mentioned that I would have a beer. It will be a very celebratory beer, like a really good <laughs> beer. At the after I publish an episode, it would be a celebration to to accomplish that. Um and maybe that was just because I knew something bigger was coming along the way down the line. I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, you should absolutely celebrate because it's it's all worth celebrating. We get caught up in the lifing of life. And we <laughs> not we don't be celebrating as much as we could have celebrated. Ask a person on their deathbed that's about like 90 something years years old if they wish they would have celebrated more and see what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay, my bad. I ain't come out here to push. Tim, that's our homework. <laughs> Figure out how we celebrate in February. Yeah. Ooh, I yeah. Let me know because I would like to be a part of the celebration. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yes. We're gonna have you, to. We're gonna do something. 
Y'all, y'all can come up my way because there's a brewery up here that I've been trying to get Tamara to come to, and it is a maze. Excellent. Okay, then. Well, count me in. Look, that, that sounds that, like a plan. That sounds like yes. a plan. Yes. Well, thank you. I, I also want to know how can I get Black in the Garden merch? Oh, I, I, I see this question. shirt. I got the shirt. The shirts were, you know, all of this was a part of the growth process in general and finding the different ways to monetize the podcast. Cause you know, mm-hmm. sponsorships sound like, you know, a very fairy tale, like, Oh yeah, they'll, they'll come, but you, you actually got to find them yes. <laughs> in yes. many cases. So, um, I say all that to say that I had a merch drop and just with the way that it, business was going and, and trying to figure out as much as I was trying to figure out, it was limited. So, um, there are some t-shirts and I'm, I'm very, I know who the, the OGs are because they have the t-shirts, you know, cause it was limited. <laughs> like it was. Um, but there will be, I don't see why there shouldn't be any this year. Uh, the coloring book, which is the black in the garden coloring experience is mm-hmm. always available. That's an evergreen product. Cause we got plenty of those right now. Um, and that is on the website, which is blkinthegarden.com. And I did want to just say this before we wrap up that when it comes to the learning and the tutorials and like the teaching about the taking care of plants, there will certainly be more of that in upcoming episodes, but that hasn't been the focus in the past because it's been Mm -hmm. more of the celebrations of the stories. However, Mm -hmm. I do have to indicate that the community that makes up the soil cousins of Black in the Garden is certainly a very like warm and, and welcome community that will be happy to help you with questions that you have. If you like, you know, drop them in the comments and the socials or whatever people, will, they like to brag about what they know about plants. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Great thumb flex. Yeah. This is a great, great community to be a part of. And this is my goal. I'm gonna need your help, Cola. I like big plants. Me too. So and you're I gonna have to life. you're gonna have to come up to the new spot once I'm settled in and yeah. help me put big plants around. That's my favorite thing to help do. My oxygen supply. No, that's per- I'm so glad that you thought of that and that you like big plants as well, because that is really my favorite kind of plants. And there's a lot of different ways that you can make some dope ass bold uh decorative statements with your home decor. Yes. That's mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm going for. Also, yeah. you're gonna have to help me with cat friendly ones because oh, I intend to add to the family. I've already picked out the name for my cat baby. Now she wanna have a cat. She wanna get me to agree I to know. it and then tell me it's gonna be a cat. All right, I guess I'm uh, still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> PJ the cat is not there yet, but okay. it is coming. I got you. We'll work around the cat. TJ yeah. the cat, no relation to Tamara. No, not at I've all. been watching that Pet Whisperer show, so I have a little bit of insight on how to deal with cats, and I've been, I, I know a little something. We can I just need it. you to tell me which plants will not kill them if they eat them. I understand, yes. And we're good. I will help you with that. No worries yes. at all. I, I am entertaining a little Milo and Otis situation, so you might need to tell me which plants don't kill dogs, too. So she want me to be a horticulturalist and a veterinarian. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes ma'am. 
Yes. yes all right. We, we oh, need to man. keep my cat alive and we need to keep <laughs> Logan's dog alive. Yeah. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Any requests from you, Tam? <laughs> no, um, not until I get a whole house. Okay. And, and I'm not doing anything. Um, but I, I love, I mean, my, I grew up with my mother always had plants and now my parents during the pandemic have a garden in their backyard so um they uh my mom when we went home for thanksgiving i told samita this and she laughed but my mom picked collard greens cut them up froze them and sent them in a cooler back home with us so that we could cook them and my sister cooked them the other day so it was some of the best greens i ever (laughs) tasted so, and you know we good greens the other night because you know we all had the dinner the other night. Yes, yes. yes. I still have not had the pleasure of eating my own greens that I grew, and that's actually on my gardening bucket list. Yes. It's that yes. serious. Well, yeah. I mean, I always tell people like I grew up, I, I grew up very country, even though people don't know that I grew up very country. Like I was out <laughs> picking picking stuff out of my grandmother's garden like early in the morning. Like, oh, wow. and, you know, she did preserves, but I was, you know, snap peeing it, just like the whole, like all of that. A legacy. So that, that's kind of how I grew up. And so when my parents did it, it wasn't anything weird because it was something kind of that I grew up with. So, yeah, but it's kind of neat to eat your own vegetables. It's kind of fun. It's, it's beautiful. It's brilliant. Yeah. And and you just reminded me of one thing I didn't get to, to mention yet because you were, you had talked about a lot of people growing food and stuff during the pandemic. It wasn't all boredom. A lot of it was panic. Seeds mm-hmm. were selling out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like seed companies were another uh, company that experienced a boom. Um, the houseplant industry, it, it really, it saw growth that it had never seen before the pandemic as a result mm-hmm. of. So the capitalism was really capitalizing. <laughs> people was of really course. Stuff. And there was, you you remember how the, there was like food insecurity, like for real, for real, with the shelves being empty and stuff like that. But that's just, wow. That supply and demand shifted on their ass. When, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so people who have never thought or didn't take the time to just keep a plot of something growing, at least they're doing that now or, or, Many of us have moved down to the South, you know, another migration of sorts and moving out of cities and stuff like that. So, wow, y'all are, let me write this down because I need to actually cover some of this on a few episodes. Y'all are inspiring me. There you go. Yeah. For real. We have done our job. Yes. yes That's you. what we're here for. <laughs> for real, I'm taking notes. Thank you for coming on Outside Voice Inside. You are welcome back anytime. I didn't fire you for real. Thank you. And I will take you. <laughs> I really like talking with y'all. Maybe like a spring, you know, let's activate that green thumb moment. We'll see. Yes. Yeah. So like the before we go, let the mm-hmm. people know how they can reach you in the future. Absolutely. So it's real simple. The website uh, just is like, I think it covers everything, which is blkinthegarden.com. It has links to all the socials and stuff. And you can find uh, links to the episodes and stuff for listening purposes. You can listen to the Black in the Garden podcast on all of the podcatchers. That's a fun word, right? Um, The same ones you listen to this podcast on, you can find me on there. And as far as the social media goes, uh, I do put the handles like in the episode notes. Everything is 
you know, it's all connected to everything, but uh, my Instagram is the, the most active platform where I do the most real-time posting once that gets back in motion. And that is at Black in the Garden. And then on Twitter, it's close enough. You'll find it when, when you go on the OVI, they'll, they'll, they'll link you to it in some kind of way, but that's Black in the Garden. Yes. It's just one of the letters is a little different. Some white person appropriated my name. Um, <laughs> I, that's my version. So that's how you find me on the things uh, for the most part. You know, it's, it's in the episode notes, I assume. It will be. It will, it be. will be. Yes. Thank y'all. you. Thank you for coming, Cola. Thank y'all again. And uh, best wishes on fertile growth for y'all too. You see what I did there? Ha yes, ha. We'll, we'll take it. Soil. That's how I always leave the room. <laughs> we'll take it. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OVI Podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or Audible. And thank you for listening to Outside Voice in.